kitten interruptions. I just gave them water, so hopefully they are uh, doing their thing, but just in case. <laughs> there okay, there cool. may be a, a momentary kitten leap. <laughs> well, that's on record, I so uh, maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. leave that in, just in case so people know what that was. I, I don't know. I see them doing their thing so <laughs> all right well i think uh this is the cold open maybe <laughs> um but uh hey. <laughs> yeah. hey everyone welcome to another episode of house of house i'm your host lenny burnham and i'm andrew taven and uh, today's house episode is called All In, uh, and it is about a kid who, uh, it's the return of a disease that stumped house before uh, because an old lady died of it like uh, 12 years ago or something, and now this kid has it, and it's supposed to be Cuddy's patient, and there's also this um, like fundraiser happening at the hospital where they're doing like uh, a poker night. Um, and I don't know if they really do these at the hospital. They feel very close to where the patients are. It's a little odd, uh, but maybe, uh, Liz, do they do fundraisers at the hospital? Yeah, that makes sense. Liz works at a public hospital, so that wouldn't happen. Um, she's getting offers from Princeton Plainsboro though. We're very excited. Uh, yeah. Anyway, kids sick, uh, all sorts of bad stuff. Just bad times gonna die real fast if the symptoms continue thankfully house is able to get a last minute inspiration from wilson uh who could have seen it coming that makes him realize that the kid had the disease he thought was in the first place and uh they end up testing the kid for that and it's right but we will get into that in more detail very soon and our guest this episode is Rachel S. Bernstein, the co-host of Channing Salon. True, although we're on hiatus right now. But uh, <laughs> Thank you for being here. But you should go and listen to our episodes. They're fun. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm very pumped. <laughs> Great. So what's your, uh, what's your background with House? So my mom loves House. And... I have never, I don't think I'd ever watched an episode start to finish, but I've wandered through the room while my mom was watching a lot and she would invite me to watch with her. And my take on it was always that I felt like looking at house. I didn't get the sense that he washed his hands enough for me to trust him as a doctor. <laughs> I for sure see that. He always looks like he just rode in on his motorcycle. Yeah. He's just like a little, a little grubby. I remember like one where he's like standing courts or do you call it courtside at a soccer game? <laughs> Um, and I was looking at him and I was just like, I don't want him to be doing surgery on me. <laughs> so, yeah. so I never got into the show for that reason. It, it is interesting because there's a real dichotomy. House is either nowhere near the patient he's treating or mm -hmm. he is just elbow deep in their gut yanking at stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I could see the concern. But you are, uh, you did get to watch the least grubby he's ever been in an episode because this is the episode where they are I know all in up. formal wear. That's no, true. And it was like very, uh, very conducive to him doing lots of sexual harassment. So that was good. <laughs> yeah, he kind of chews. I, I will say he does that regardless. Oh, yeah. So. But it seemed yeah. like it really like put him in his element. So yeah. <laughs> You missed out on a key aspect of most episodes, which is the women just looking absolutely terrible and being in like frilled sweater vests and shit. But 
<laughs> this is like the one where it's like, oh, she's in like a red dress. That's nice. You got Jennifer yeah. Morrison looking very Jennifer Morrison. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, he is, uh, even it seems impressed at times instead of uh, disillusioned and asexual, which is the way he normally is. Um, this, uh, yeah, this one opens. We have a uh, classic sort of house cold open where, uh, you know, you got teacher and kids and someone's going to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, they... A little unclear chronologically because the <laughs> true right because they're at a field trip so mm-hmm. you're thinking like okay field trip this is probably something that happens i don't know not at night right <laughs> no, it's a unless- classic 9 p.m field trip it was like that simpsons where edna and skinner <laughs> grab bart to cover up their date <laughs> yeah I will exactly. say I went on a I went on a museum overnight as a kid, so maybe I it's did. like that. That's yeah, weird. they do have. Uh, but it was, it's weird for her to be doing an overnight when she's like within moments of giving birth. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I don't want to like judge obviously, um, but it and I know we've come a long way as far <laughs> we probably haven't not in America, but uh, yeah, this teacher on the verge of giving birth. And they're just like, not only do you have to keep coming into work, you are going to be the sole guardian of a group of children <laughs> in public. Yeah, it's also um, that's very weird for a field trip. First of all, that she's leading the tour and not uh, she's yeah, leading the tour so... rather than like a docent. But also there's yeah. no like parent volunteers, anything like that. Yeah, it was really weird how few adults there are. Like even like when she tells the kid to go run and get an adult, she's not like... Yes poke your head outside she's like go to the like administration desk at the front there'll be an adult there yeah and there's this whole drama about who's going to take the kids to the bathroom and it's like well actually on a field trip you would have parent volunteers to maintain (laughs) ratios so (laughs) yeah i do wonder we're just going to find out that this uh woman kidnapped those children and was just taking them (laughs) on like a tour i've led a lot of field trips and my time actually and you would not be alone with 20 kids and like a tunnel of blood. That That's not something that happens on a field trip. You're the perfect they, yeah, guest. They rented out episode. the whole museum and were like, not only can there not be other guests there, we actually want like the security to leave. We want the janitors yeah. to leave. We really want yep. it to ourselves. Yeah. The, the people who staff this museum are the same people who staff Princeton Plainsboro, <laughs> where they were like, all right, so you get like three archaeologists and they have to do everything. <laughs> yeah um yeah it's because they're in like a giant model of the heart um foreshadowing and uh the she's saying to them like you know all right he's like i have two it's like very adorable little kid uh who this kid is named carter Carter page Page. yeah (laughs) his Uh, name is carter page (laughs) has not who i i was like oh that's like uh fbi agent or a trump guy it's a trump guy yeah trump guy okay i there are like I my whole thing with like the whole, you know, Russiagate stuff was just like, look, tell me, I'm not going to make the same mistake I did with Game of Thrones. If they stick the landing, <laughs> I'll go catch up on it. But I learned my lesson. You don't want to follow all this stuff around. And then you're like, really? That's how it ended. That was just. Uh, um, Page was one of the very wacky side characters. So he was kind of, you know, the hot pie of Russiagate. 
<laughs> perfect. Perfect. Because he was like one of the only people who like he did get arrested, right? Or, I like, believe he got arrested. Yeah, and he was involved with intelligence in some way, but I think he's a business intelligence guy or something like that. He's I don't know. Uh, but yeah. this kid, also, he never had another credit. And it's very sad. I looked up his IMDb and his whole IMDb is this very hopeful little piece from his parents with them being like, we can't wait to see what Carter does next. And Carter <laughs> did not do anything next. So Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Oh, sorry, very yeah. sad, especially with the Austin Butler one, where it's very yes. similar. And of course, he's about to win an Oscar that went viral. So, uh, oh, that's sweet. Carter. What Carter just didn't have the juice that Austin Butler has. <laughs> is he stuck he in? Uh, is he stuck in Elvis voice? Because I saw him talk at the Golden Globes, and he he seems to be stuck in Elvis mode. Which is, I saw someone. I forget who tweeted it. I heard it was. I forget who it was, but someone said, um, "I might have been previous uh, previous guest, current friend of the show, Hannah Michaels, but I'm not totally sure." Um. But it, uh, they said like, um, oh, this will only work if they just have him star in like remakes of all the movies Elvis did, <laughs> like Blue Hawaii and whatever, um, which could be a fun career path for him. Imagine if Tom Hanks got stuck like that, like the suit melded to his body and he just had to play like the golem in a new Oscar movie about like <laughs> the origins of the golem of Prague or something. Um, this is here with no job comments every day. I, I do think that like periodically throughout the Oscar ceremony, he should just yell snow job. <laughs> I would. That would be great. I hope I uh, will see what happens. Uh, That's this... really what this whole to Leslie situation was really the ultimate snow job in a year of snow jobs. So <laughs> I'm nodding. You can't see it, but I'm nodding. I... <laughs> you can. I see can it. see it. I can see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I felt I... validated. I feel like the Oscars are, have a lot to live up to and a lot they both they do and they don't because honestly if Jimmy Kimmel like talks for a little bit and then they kind of just keep it moving along that'll probably be better overall but everyone's gonna be like they're gonna have some stupid joke about like uh, uh yeah. like someone <laughs> pretending they're about to slap someone and not or like oh you you thought that was big this time we're gonna have like a cage match and everyone's like oh, yeah. move on we could have Kate Blanchett do the tar run across the stage and, you know, then when she gets there, she's doing the Will Smith slap. So it's like a <laughs> double reference. They should do a bit. They should go with the tar pits, the La Brea tar pits, but it's like Kate Blanchett, like in the, that's Yeah, fine. yeah, that's good. Call me. Kate, <laughs> Yeah, so they, I, they I do. I think that my idea of having her come out with her accordion and do apartment for sale, and then the curtain rises behind her, and it's the Mormon Tabernacle Choir doing apartment for sale, it would be very good. <laughs> I need to still see Tar. I know. Okay, well, she has a number in it called apartment for sale that she does solo on the accordion, and it's great. That sounds great. Yeah. Is that nominated for best song? It's not, and it's a travesty. Yeah, it seems like it should be. Uh, I hope. The one thing that I want out of the Oscars every year that they like almost never do anymore, play all the songs. That's always fun. Do a little performance of the songs. And like, they're like, no, no, no. You want a tour of like the new Academy uh, gift shop <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, no, I don't. I don't oh, want that drive, at all. This will drive us so off track if I get on this topic. So I don't want to get too on <laughs> okay, it. Okay, fair, fair, fair. We can do, I have uh, pitches. I have pitches about songs at okay. the Oscars. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll maybe... Uh, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a follow-up uh, episode afterward. Uh, and we'll just have to pick the 
in ep- uh, the house episode where the least stuff happens. So we might have already done that <laughs> before. When we um, get to like anyway. season eight, we can just do Oscar talk. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be recounting the Oscars when we're just like, you know, house is in jail. Lin-Manuel Miranda's <laughs> there. It's very ridiculous. Anyway. Well, that sounds exactly the same as the typical Oscars. So Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the, I probably said this on this here. There are some things where like, yes, Lumiere Miranda is a lot of, you know, criticism people have or whatever, but the roughest thing is just that, uh, his whole, I mean, both him and Obama, I guess they both have very prominent clips of them being like, and Donald Trump will never be president. And you're like, well, <laughs> well, they have uh, to say that stuff. Yeah. Maybe it's like if someone, um, if like was it Barry Bonds would call his home run shot if he did that and then he swung and slammed himself in the skull. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so yeah, this uh, this opening they're in a giant heart. It reminds me of that Magic School Bus episode that freaked me out. A lot of those. I mean, not as much as the one where Arnold takes off his helmet. And <laughs> oh my god, so scary. That's everyone's. I know everyone's I that, got that like- name. I was like, I'm never going to Pluto. Yeah. <laughs> that is like the same thing I thought. Like, no, thank you. Uh, honey, uh, do you want to go to Pluto? No, 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 no. I would rather not. Um, I got a Groupon to Pluto. Who you can uh, pass it on to someone else. Um, yeah. The, all bad situation all around. She's going uh, into labor. They, they, the kid. I mean, no offense. I'm sorry for his parents that had this great career, um, and then he ended up just being like a Russian intelligence asset on Trump's <laughs> campaign or whatever. Um, that would be very funny if it turns out it's the same I did guy. Look it up, but he's too young to be the same guy. Okay. We're like breaking the news here. We're just like, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> they have the same name. Wait a minute. <laughs> We get covered in like uh I holy don't know. shit carter page was on a house episode as a child like yeah call the call the i don't know press one of business insiders uh yeah. ai seo <laughs> bots yes. writes a headline like you wouldn't believe which podcast exposed <laughs> carter page's childhood everyone is asking about which podcast exposed carter <laughs> page's childhood and the one that did was this um she listened to the podcast then she called the police <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's uh it, it is you could kind of tell i think i mean it's it's a little tough not to disparage people who uh you know do do what you can but i guess some of them might be written by people uh in other countries for very cheap but i feel like you can start to notice like the ai articles because they're just like they they're in this very specific way yeah. that's like Everyone is asking about this, and it turns out we have the answer for this. It is this, and it turns out that that. I saw one that was like, everyone is asking Ali Wong's religion, and we know what it is. Ali Wong is Buddhist. She has said that her Buddhism has done this. And I was like, has she? And they don't link to anything. And I like Googled it because I was kind of curious. And she has like a special where she's like, yeah, me and my husband, well, I guess she's divorced now. But are like do so much have so much like new age Buddhist shit around the house. It's like we're white people, and I'm like, I don't think that's what this article was referring to. <laughs> but I like when they're like, you might want to know what's the best way to substitute flour in recipe. The best way is substitute flour in your recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just so much sludge. I just, as someone who's done a decent amount of SEO writing, like mm. I don't know, I need money to keep living but also 
<laughs> if you're gonna pick something that you could probably like, I I, I understand some places, you know, yeah. we could maybe think about uh, augmenting with tools to save people valuable time. We just need uh, a whole second internet that only robots are writing and only robots are reading and they can keep <laughs> their own thing going and we can do our own thing on the real internet. Oh my God. That's how we get it back. The internet, that's yeah. what we need to do. Because the internet, yeah. it used to be you'd go to a website. You'd go oh, yeah. to like, and you'd go oh, yeah. watch videos or read articles on the website. And now it's all four sites and they're all full of bots and the rest mm -hmm. is all SEO bots. Let the robots have the first internet and we all just go back to like yeah. message boards we just yeah. like like virtual uh like a virtual version of like you know the survivors in terminator or whatever yep. just like camped out on message boards and like you have to check and ask the bot like you know someone yeah, comes yeah. and they're like i want to join the message board and you're like are any of these motorcycles and they're like ah, <laughs> uh, that one and you're like no get out robot <laughs> definitely uh, anyway the um i do have the imagine if we ever have to fight the robots people just have to have like an army of like people equipped with like stop signs and traffic <laughs> lights and riding like motorcycles on buses and all the robots will just be like i can't identify any of this or so we've been told and you know mm -hmm. that all of them can have signs on the front with like kind of wavy letters and numbers mm -hmm. that's what we do um Anyway, so the first episode of this house episode, <laughs> um, the it's shot kind of weird. It's edited weird. This kid is annoying. Um, we won't actually hear from them much anymore, so that's okay. Uh, he's like, I have two questions, which is sort of, I could see a kid doing that. Like yeah. trying to be kind of kid snarky. Yeah. Uh, he's like, okay, number one, can I use the bathroom? Number two, where is the bathroom? And so she's cool. like, go take uh, someone. No one wants to go to him, probably because he's bleeding out of his butt. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like all the other kids can see that because he's standing yeah, at the front yeah. of the group. Yeah. And this is, I think, a... <laughs> I think this is the biggest fear that like House specifically <laughs> has implanted in me is that I'm like, at any moment, I can be profusely bleeding out of my ass and just have no idea. Like that has really stuck with me. <laughs> Well, it just seems very unrealistic. Like, the teacher doesn't notice until some of the blood drips on her. But wouldn't every child behind this kid be like, uh, your butt is bleeding? Yeah. They'd mercilessly be like, blood butt or whatever. Like, that's kids. <laughs> um, thankfully, we do not. You wouldn't necessarily know this having not watched many House episodes. Uh, thankfully, they made the uh, good choice to not zoom into this kid's colon and show, like, <laughs> the blood flowing or whatever. I was, like, yeah. I was when they first were like, oh, the kid's bleeding. I was like, oh, his family is fucked because that usually means that there's going to be a CPS investigation when someone presents with that symptom. <laughs> I have seen Law & Order SVUs that started yes. like that. Yeah, and like it happens to real families where like the kid has this weird symptom and then it's like, well, that could be a symptom of something very bad. So I was yeah, it very is... worried about his family, but luckily they found out what disease it was, so he's fine. Yeah, they, it is kind of interesting that they wouldn't consider, like, you don't even see a cop being like, like I guess they don't, I guess. Being I mean, I think by the time that he gets to the hospital, there's obviously something causing it that's not trauma, so it's fine. Yeah. But like, yeah, it did, it did occur to me like, eh, it's a weird thing to show. 
Yeah. Well, I, like I said, I've definitely seen there's like a there's literally, I think, a Law and Order SVU that the cold open is like a kid going to school and is like, I feel woozy. And the, there's like a security guard or something. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, oh, no, I'm calling Detective Elliot Stabler. Uh, he'll beat up this kid's father before finding out someone else did it. Yep. Um, I think that's the, also the one where the father kidnaps the kid and takes him to uh, fake Curios Joel. Uh, oh wow okay yeah um i forget what they actually call it they i don't yeah, yeah. call it curious joel and that but um the yeah so they bring the kid in uh meanwhile there's a fundraiser again this is the thing that makes no sense to me because maybe it is a museum overnight which i do remember having done at least one of those or maybe it was an aquarium one but you know something mm -hmm. like that yeah. kind of an odd thing <laughs> I guess it's so you get like uh, the museum all to yourself in the evening. Exactly. Then, like, after the museum is closed. Yeah. That just feels spooky. You're going to wake up and like, <laughs> you know, the mummy is alive Hopefully. or something. Yeah. Um, so Cuddy is, uh, this is a fun little reversal because Cuddy is actually trying to be like fun and enjoy herself at this poker fundraiser they're doing houses has stolen triumph the insult comic dog cigar because i guess you're not <laughs> supposed to smoke in the hospital um and she's drinking like fake uh martini they keep calling or... it seltzer yeah but it like has like a cucumber in it so it is like a drink of some kind <laughs> i i thought and i might be wrong i thought the implication was that like they pretend that they're making these mocktails so like these doctors can feel like they can have a uh, one night of joy in their sure although life. how said she was drunk although i think i mean he was lying that. but like <laughs> yeah um they house so they they get there like you know the doctor comes and like whispers in her ear like she's president bush reading a a book to kids while 9 11 is happening the tower has hit the six-year-old yeah <laughs> another <laughs> plane has hit not the six a tower <laughs> definitely said that wrong yeah <laughs> but wow no that would have been something uh, <laughs> in soviet russia planes hit tower or no not <laughs> tower hits you, yeah yeah so. <laughs> We'll fix it all in post. Yeah, well, yeah, you, don't worry. You. In you. Soviet Russia. sound very intelligent. Tower yes. hits plane. Exactly. Um, man, it, sorry, this is another slight tangent, but it's a fun fact I learned about because a podcast where uh, If Books Could Kill, where they were talking about um, the Malcolm Gladwell book. Mm. Oh, yeah, points. yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he apparently goes in this whole thing about um, – how like oh korean airlines has more crashes than other airlines is it because of korean culture and it's seven crashes because thankfully there aren't that many crashes Very but he true. doesn't mention that three of them well two one was bomb like a bomb was yeah. stuck on board by north korea and two of them were shot down by the soviet union <laughs> and i i do think that i have a tendency it's korean yeah. culture to be shot down by the soviet union <laughs> to be fair yeah if you get chopped down by the Soviet Union, you're appropriating that culture. So don't do that. <laughs> really, if you I, get I wish down by that Soviet... you were going to do like, you might be a Korean. <laughs> <laughs> if you get shot down by the Soviet Union. Uh, I, I It does put things in perspective because I freak out. I have an anxiety disorder. I'm sure I've mentioned oh, okay. that. And I'll freak out at like a bunch of different headlines and worry about that. Mm -hmm. And oh, then yeah. I guess in the in the like under Reagan, like, you know, a crazy president, not like someone who was like, you know, 
real st stern at the keel or keel at the stern, whatever you'd say. <laughs> but um, he was under him. Like there was just like a passenger plane that was just shot down by the Soviets for some reason with Americans on it. And like, yeah. I don't know, I would be freaking out if that stuff was happening with even more frequency. I'd be like, oh, well, goodbye. But I guess they didn't have Twitter then. So they didn't <laughs> know every single thing that happened in every single moment. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, there's this woman. Oh, so the house goes to see this kid because he, Cuddy is like, oh, it's gastroenteritis. It's fine. House is like, wait a minute. Uh, bloody diarrhea. I once knew an old lady with bloody diarrhea. It haunts me to this <laughs> yeah. day. It's I, so thinly set up. They needed like <laughs> one more additional detail because I was like, he definitely hears cases like this every single day working at a hospital. I did have to. I did have to watch it twice. Like I actually 20 minutes in went back and rewatched this part. Cause I was like, is it just the bloody diarrhea? He also says that the kid is having trouble with hand-eye coordination. And mm, so that's okay. like the secret, but I did have to like, I was like, you know, I should actually be trying to watch this with 2006 technology and not go back. But I did need to go back and be like, did he literally just hear bloody diarrhea? And he's like, this is the one kid who has the exact same bloody diarrhea. Does he hear the lack of coordination or is that only yeah. when he tests it? With Okay, he no, does the say The doctor it. says the kid has bloody diarrhea and he's seeming uncoordinated. And that's why she says he's dehydrated. She thinks okay, like his lack okay, of coordination okay. is dehydration, which perfectly reasonable. But, sure. but House is like... Yeah. yeah. House hears it's like he's like, okay, bloody diarrhea, ataxia, it's my patient. There were yeah. also several moments that made me feel like somehow House was the only one who watched the cold open because like every other doctor is like, oh, there's a little blood in his diarrhea. And I was like, that is not what I saw. <laughs> no. Uh House lights up that fake cigar and just goes, Bloody diarrhea. I haven't heard that name in a long time. It's exactly. <laughs> Uh, just start spewing like toxic plastic fibers into the air. Um, they have some shitty looking royalty free cartoon they're showing to the kid when he's sitting there. And uh, House is like, grab my cane. The kid's like, ah, I can't really. And House is like, that settles it. It's the same thing. Um, he Mackenzie goes, Aston is there. The what's there? Mackenzie Aston is there being the dad. Yes. Sean Aston's well, brother. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Good, good pull from Rachel. I did not recognize. Yeah, <laughs> I no, noticed I his name. I noticed his name on the credits, and I was like, uh, "Oh yeah, that is Mackenzie Aston." <laughs> so and this is one of those classic TV episodes where I kind of expect a reveal that the dad is gay just based on the voice, and then it's like, no, I guess that was just the casting. And he's just an Aston. He's just an Aston. The um, was I looked up the mom too, and I don't remember. There was like, she's just like someone who's been here and there, but she had played. Oh, she was in the tale. She played the young version of one of the characters in the tale. Um, not interesting. So you could <laughs> cut no. that. Were but, either uh, of the parents arrested in association with Russiagate stuff? Or was it just the yeah. kid? Uh, not that I know of, no. Uh, Mackenzie Aston, mostly famous for not being Sean Aston. <laughs> okay. Sean uh, Aston arrested in connection with Russiagate stuff? Probably. <laughs> uh, Mackenzie Aston, you know, the... Uh, a, Kira, a Kieran Culkin who hasn't had his moment yet. Aww. I do think Mackenzie Aston probably like stares at a poster of Kieran Culkin every night and goes, man, <laughs> could have been yeah. me. I don't know if it's coming. 
If it, at this point, I, like, I, I, I don't at know. At this that... point, the most you should aim for is like Chad Lowe. I think that would be true. Like yeah. true. Chad Lowe, Chad Lowe could happen. But uh, but I do feel like just because they were they were child stars as well, I feel like there's that oh, vibe okay. of oh man, we could have been the Culkins. <laughs> uh, the uh, so yeah, uh, Chase is flirting with this girl who I think looks kind of like Cameron. I don't know if that's deliberate or not. Um, I mean, the casting director of this does clearly just have a type. So that's true. <laughs> um. Thankfully, uh, that casting director was not executive producer Brian Singer. <laughs> um, Weird that Cameron was played by a six-year-old boy in the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I, just did, I of... did get a little bit of a jump scare when I saw his name come up on the credits. I was like, yes! oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that. It's wild. Um, it's wild at this point that I feel like there's people who just knee-jerk defend that stuff. I went Brian Singer had just like been exposed like a little later he'd have like elon musk and oh, yeah. miles chan or whatever oh, on twitter just being like you know it's fine to throw child abuse parties yeah they'd be like oh i'm sorry uh do you not appreciate x-men 2 x-men united <laughs> or whatever they'd yeah. be like you know the end scene of uh spoilers for the wind rises but not really like the, that Italian uh, flight engineer saying to the main guy, like, yeah, and would you rather live in a world without X-Men 2, X-Men <laughs> United? Um, the, yeah, we unfortunately get uh, a little bit of transphobic house, as was the style yes, of the yeah. time. I did it's notice such, that. like, old school. Usually, uh. On House, like, usually the nice thing is that when they talk about trans people, it's, like, so weird that I'm, like, I don't even know what to make <laughs> of that. But this is, like, a real just, like, two and a half men moment where it's just, yeah. like, the laziest. And it really, like, I feel like it sticks out to you how transphobic TV used to be because it was, like, even in house's joke that he's saying to embarrass yeah. chase it's still like oh you accidentally were with a trans woman like even yes. as a joke to embarrass someone you wouldn't be like oh you liked a trans woman yeah and yeah. it's also like the thing is like supposed to drive away the girl so it's like the girl won't want to fuck him if he's like been with a trans can i say fuck yeah. i didn't i didn't check oh yeah you um, could say okay so it's like the girl won't want to fuck him if he's like been with a trans woman like it's not even like yeah bullying chase by saying that it's bullying the woman <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, exactly it's just like a bummer it's like whenever you see it's it was so in the water that even if you watch something oh, yeah. that's other i mean house has its other problems it is not otherwise <laughs> without issues yeah but you watch but I mean, something like house, most of it is like this was offensive and crazy at the time but then you see something like this that you're like Go fucking be a Chuck Lorre show. Fuck off. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. exactly the kind of thing that's just yeah. like, you know, like the ugh, every single show had their bit where someone would be like, you know, drunk and making out with someone. And then they'd be like, wow, you're the best kisser ever. And they'd be like, right back at you. And they'd be like, oh, <laughs> fucking 1991 leisure suit Larry joke or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, they uh, House is, uh, says that he thinks that it's uh, Erdheim Chester's disease, which sounds like a goofy name to me, but I feel, I don't know, <laughs> sorry if you know someone of one of the, according to I, this I, show. Yeah, I didn't even know if it was real, so I don't. 
they seem to say it's very rare uh and because they're like this you know chase is like oh i'm chester's there's only been 200 confirmed cases of that didgeridoo and house is like well there would have been 201 if they let me do an autopsy um which uh this is one of those episodes that gets more into the kind of house's house's motivation as a person who likes solving mysteries bouncing up against mm -hmm. his patients families motivations of people who want their uh person to live and they don't really care otherwise <laughs> um it's it almost feels like sometimes it gets to the kind of thing where like you know when i was a kid and i'd be like explaining pokemon to someone i'm like and this one learns thunderbolt at level 24 but if you evolve it then it won't until level 26 where he's just saying like you know and they have blood blisters and urdine capital and just like is our son gonna live we don't care. <laughs> um, i mean it's also they can get into this later but they make a big deal that they can't do any treatment until they've solved his puzzle and found out how met how what disease he has and then once they find out the puzzle and solve and solve it and know the name of the disease they immediately treat him and he's fine which yeah. is like <laughs> Not really, as far as I understand. I'm not smart about medicine, but as far as I understand, not really how medicine works, but also just the show's desire to be a show about solving puzzles, really rubbing up against it being about saving people's lives. <laughs> they have a lot of instances. I actually could not remember at the end. Do they, do they, because at one point, spoilers. Oh yeah, they, they, they never say if the kid is brain damaged. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because normally... <laughs> Because in this one, there's a whole thing where in the course of the stuff they're doing, and, you know, we'll double back, but in the course of the stuff we're doing, at one point he crashes and his heart stops for, like, eight minutes. And, like, that's not good. I, that's, you know, people, it's, it's <laughs> no. not. It's, it's. He's six. Like. <laughs> yeah. It's a real big problem. And they sort of just, um. Like, they're, like, saying House is like, well, his parents, look, if we cure him, then his parents will be happy. And it's like, uh, I don't know. Like, not <laughs> like, not to say, like, not to, like, try and, like, it's a terrible situation. And not to, like, try and judge anyone's feelings in that situation or whatever. But, like, if he's uh, horrific, horrifically brain damaged but still technically alive... I don't know how happy they're going to be. I feel like they're going to they're going to be like, well, this was not great regardless. I'm not saying they necessarily would have been well, like Well, yeah, they they brought their kid to the hospital. Their kid basically suddenly explodes. Yeah. <laughs> and then instead of like treating that or doing anything, they gave him unnecessary surgery. <laughs> so, yeah, like that's like a major huge malpractice suit, like if nothing else. Like It's just it is weird because in a lot of other episodes even if they have someone who seems to undergo a significant uh like neurological issue that would require like yeah months and months and months of like uh rehabilitative therapy to try and make new connections so they could like speak again or mm -hmm. like do math there's like almost immediately they're like cool i'm fine <laughs> and it's a little weird that in yeah, this they, one they it's don't interesting do that. like that House is supposed to be, like, this fascinating, strange character because he only cares about solving the puzzle. But a lot of the time in the episode, the patient's family is like, oh, we have the answer. Okay, thank God. Like, cut to credits. So it's like, yeah. you kind of forgot that that's a weird thing about House's personality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have, was like, like, oh, sorry. 
I, no, you're good. I, I was like, well, there's only been 200 of cases of this, but as soon as we know that it's that thing that there's only been 200 cases of, everything's going to be fine. Like, it feels like, is there even a treatment for this disease? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Also, I just feel like that trip you're t- you mentioned earlier of them being like, we can't just start treating them. We have to figure out what it is. Happens like a lot on house. And I'm like, I've definitely had doctors be like, oh, these pills that have a lot of side effects might work. Let's see. Who knows? And then just like they take do it a lot on years. house. Yeah. House is constantly being like, start treatment for this. And they're like, we didn't even test for that. And he's like, well, you can start treatment or you can test and they'll die. Like that's <laughs> every week. So it is odd. And again, like they literally, there was one where they had to like, drain all of the blood out of a little girl and like freeze her body to slow her heart as much as they could and then they had to like restart her heart and put all her blood back in and they were like and they like cut to like a day later and she's like thank you so much dr house i'm gonna be a mathematician and win a nobel prize and she's like immediately doing gymnastics and all of her neurological functions are intact so it is a little disconcerting that we never see what how this kid turns out yeah there's like like certain there are certain lines in house that come up all the time that like they just kind of say and it's like that's not true in the world or in house like uh (laughs) one is being like we can't just treat them until we know what the illness is and another is like they couldn't possibly have two different conditions at the same time (laughs) or like Like, because the kid like i said is like exploding like the kid is (laughs) Basically, all of his body systems are exploding. And I just feel like at a certain point, it doesn't really matter what's causing that. (laughs) Like, at a certain point, doing the test is counterproductive. Yeah, I mean, I'll also add to the third line of stuff they say all the time, despite it happening in the world of house, is, uh, I guess, three and four would be, we think they just lie about that. And uh, also, Chase being like, but they can't have uh, disease X. That's incredibly rare in 37-year-olds. And it's like, <laughs> Another one you work for the always... rare disease squad. <laughs> Another one is they're always like, not possible. There's no family history of it. Yeah. That one, uh, that's no one's Liz ever Liz had Liz. a different family history than they think they have, for one thing. Yeah. <laughs> we they, all Liz know what diseases one. our grandparents have had. Yeah. Where, like, they explicitly, where she was like, what? When they explicitly, like, explicitly are like, oh, no, it can't be schizophrenia or something. They have no family history. And she's like, what? That's not. Someone had to be the first person to have it also. Well, it's also um, just like, not everyone knows who all their grandparents are biologically. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, lots, you, lots you of have people... to be like, well, did the milkman have schizophrenia? Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> uh. The, anyway, the whole thing, Chase is very unhelpful in this episode because he's uh, real horny and just wants to get down and yeah, fuck someone. I'm sure he's spending the whole episode thinking, like, she could still, she could like guys who are into trans women. Who knows? Yeah. She could be the most uh, progressive background TV person on a network show in the 2000s. Uh, so as I was saying... Mm-hmm. Uh, and we certainly, if you want your Wi-Fi ado- uh, disconnected at inopportune moments. They're up for adoption soon. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. I, Is that because of this incident? Kind of thinking about it. We'll, we'll see. Wow. Ooh. 
You got. I did, I did really like the last cat we fostered, but that was before we had Freddy. So anyway, yeah. Well, it's, it's, Freddy's a small dog, right? So they can. Yeah. They're on a similar level. <laughs> That's um, true. <laughs> all right. Freddy is probably smaller than my cat. So. <laughs> Uh, we were at, this is, by the way, we're back in, we're, uh, back in, no one knows that anything happened. Um, so it's all fine. Uh, I was staying at a friend's house in LA, uh, and the, uh, creator of the music for Sound Snacks, Mike Fledger, um, and the, uh, we were hanging out in the back and a raccoon was on the fence and, uh, a friend of mine who I'd invited out in LA uh threw out some chips and we were all like freaking out and the raccoon came down and it we were like literally we were recording it and you can just hear all of us going like oh this is so cute I don't think this should be happening oh no are we gonna have to get rabies <laughs> look at this little paws he got little hands Aww. Um, it was pretty great anyway uh chase wants to fuck I think that's where we were at yes we're just we're imagining uh if the girl he was talking to was my new come town character person who is a chaser for chasers. Oh, <laughs> a chaser for chase the chaser. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who Perfect. chases the chasers? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just find that on the walls. Uh, chaser, chaser. Um, House uh, also calls, uh, refers to pussy as fuzz. A term yes, I don't I think. Yeah, I don't I, think I've ever heard anyone say that before. I, that's that's very a term much for cops. about a streaming era, but I will say that the euphemisms network TV found for stuff were way worse, and it's so nice that now most <laughs> shows just like say pussy. Yeah, like you said, time for cops. You're like best case scenario. You're like, all right, so you're referring to like someone who shaved like a few days ago. What are you getting at? <laughs> here this is a weird thing to say um the uh yeah great little moment when house seems upset uh because cameron sort of does it does another regular house thing where he's always just like they're like uh well they it has to be x because he has all the symptoms of x and then they're like we tested for x and it wasn't x and it's like well the test was wrong then and cameron kind of pulls that uh for i think i think they're up to cancer soon this is like the ring disease like this is like you get your first (laughs) symptom and then you're dead within like 24 hours yes (laughs) uh there's also i love the scene um house calls down he's trying to stall cuddy because you think if she comes up she'll take over the case and mess it up and he wilson thinks that house is screwing that him and house are screwing with cuddy by uh giving very obvious like signs to like he's like well uh thank you doctor but the patient has one two of diamonds and one five of clubs disease (laughs) so it's literally that 30 rock bit where tracy keeps being like did you know i have three hearts in my body (laughs) (laughs) i love that uh but then House like gets on top of it because he gets that Cuddy knows what Wilson is saying. So yes. he's like, I'm going to do even more clever yes, machinations so. to it's like account a- for the fact that she knows what the code is. It's such a fun bit. So it makes up for, I feel like it does not really make sense that like 
this kid was Cuddy's patient because they thought it was just diarrhea and that meant the okay, is... administrator of the hospital had to personally tend him. That was yeah. my question because it sounded like he was her like pre-existing patient. I was like, is she like a pediatrician? Like, is that it's her so job? Weird. She does because like clinic patients. It sounds like when when they say it's your patient, it sounds like it means that like she's his regular doctor, yeah. and then like he comes in with gastroenteritis, so they call his regular doctor. Yeah, it's a super weird setup where they're just like, "Hey, he we're interrupting before. his doctor, the administrator of this hospital, just to let you know that he has like standard diarrhea. You shouldn't worry about." <laughs> like, it doesn't make. Yeah, and, like why is this regular doctor? the administrator of the hospital like why isn't it a pediatrician i feel like they've done stuff like that before when they're like donors and they're like and she's like oh i'll be okay, the but doctor these people are not rich like Mackenzie yeah Aston and i his feel wife like they like could have yeah they could have like set it up more if she was like you know it's the mayor's son and i've always yeah. been his doctor and they're <laughs> yeah. weird about it or something i did feel like that this episode was the prequel to heaven is for real uh. <laughs> Because, like, uh, the kid's mom, like, has a cross that she's, like, very anxiously fingering. And then the kid, like, is dead for a few minutes. So I was like, oh, my God, he's going to go be the heaven is for real kid. Like, well, I don't know. They never show what happened while he was dead. But he went if to hell. he did experience something while he was yeah. dead, he could get on the talk show circuit. So I and, and the mom is clearly a Christian. So I feel like something is going to happen in that in that respect. I Isn't do there one... feel like the heaven is for real kid could have grown up to get arrested in connection with trump like that feels right 100 oh, yeah. am i remembering right isn't there one where someone's heart stops and they say they saw a vision of heaven so house like stops his heart to see what happens but he's like <laughs> there was nothing or am i making that up that sounds like something they do they do that on evil um something similar to that on evil they they have a whole setup to try and capture the weight of the soul at this moment of wally sean's death and then wally sean yes. comes back and they're like what happened <laughs> it's a great episode yeah so good and then it turns out wally sean was gay for another priest ah nice yeah evil um, and house are like exact opposites in that like house only cares about solving the mystery and then evil will be like i don't know hell is real or something next episode <laughs> yeah whatever there's also that there's also the evil episode where they all get like hypnotized to go to heaven or they take drugs or something and then like kristen thinks it didn't work on her but that's actually the vision that she's having great show <laughs> yeah doesn't i can swear i think he like puts a fork into a electric socket or something. I kind I, of feel like remember. this happens. Maybe it I'm sounds, misremembering this. It sounds maybe it's familiar, but I don't remember. We'll get there if it's real. And if not, who cares? Um, if not, that's your spec. You're good to go. That's exactly. That's my, my house spec. That's a great house. <laughs> house continuously trying to kill himself to prove heaven's not yeah. real. <laughs> um, and he's like, if you don't hear from me, it means the afterlife's fake and I'm dead. And they're like, but okay. There is a Grey's Anatomy that where the afterlife is 100% real. And like Meredith comes back from a coma and they tell her that her coworker is dead. And she's like, oh yeah, I already know. And no follow-up questions. Everyone moves on. Not only is the afterlife real, you get to hang out there if you're in a coma. <laughs> like, yeah, you get to just kind of visit. Well, it was so, like, yeah, she was like, like a tourist. And she saw 
Um, she saw a bunch of dead people, and then she saw her coworker, which is how she found out he died. And then she saw him go off with his dead mom, who I'm pretty sure she had never seen photos of before. So it's like, oh, it is 100% real. <laughs> but it's also just like being in a coma is not being dead. Like, why would you yeah. be in the afterlife when you're in a coma? <laughs> I do love, well, you're, you're on vacation. Yeah. Uh, apparently yeah i do love when um shows will just straight up, like they did i mean uh the leftovers oh, goes yeah. from uh you know it's still very ambiguous in a lot of stuff yeah but i do like that on some level they're like yeah you know maybe that's not the afterlife but he went somewhere yeah do um, you guys remember uh the short-lived tv show red band society where like the coma kid could like talk to uh you could just like talk to everyone in the hospital and like for some reason no one was talking to each other or like the news about the fact that they were all talking okay. to this coma kid. I, okay, I remember that show, but I did not know that was what it was about. So I'm I'm stunned. There were so many weird shows in the, this was oh, a time 100%. of weird shows. It's it's somehow weird there's more weird shows with fewer uh spaces in the 2000s network tv then there's so much streaming stuff now but nothing but like i feel like i so rarely see something where i'm like what i just it's all like yeah you know oh here's another show about two friends or like oh what if uh i just wanted to say that i went to uh the red man society wikipedia page real quick and executive producer steven spielberg Oh my god! I really want that to be the sequel to the Fablemans. Him producing yeah. Red Band Society. <laughs> Executive, <laughs> I want to see the Fablemans one where he pitches Boom Blocks on the Wii. Um, I mean, I guess isn't Steven Spielberg like the official for every what's it called for every Amblin thing? He's officially an executive producer, oh, so I guess. Okay. Mm. But still, like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Oh, I like this. So he's progressing quick. Um, there's a part where I forget if it's, oh, it's Cameron is saying to like, so we're doing this treatment because, oh, and earlier they tested for Erdheim Chester's out of like, they picked something out of his uh, butt and they were like, we'll test it for Erdheim Chester's. And they were like, it doesn't, it's not. Um, there's like a part where Cameron's talking to the parents and they're like, what happened to that old lady you said had the same symptoms and she takes a long pause and i'd love it she was like it turns out she was too healthy and she had yeah. to to leave also, so they got pulled away from this like formal uh yeah. poker charity event she looks like so beautiful and i think it's like so weird that it's never acknowledged i feel like i would be like why are you off the red carpet right now? Can I talk yeah. to like a real doctor? <laughs> I literally just assumed that her hair was like that in every episode. No, usually she looks. Usually she has like a tight ponytail, tiny glasses, and a sweater vest. Where she's like, this is like the end of she's all that for Cameron. Oh my god, I had no idea because like I mostly know Jennifer Morrison from seeing Once Upon a Time gifts on Tumblr. <laughs> I just think it's the best way to experience. Honestly, she hasn't played the (laughs) best characters, so I feel like sticking to Once Upon a Time gifts is pretty good. You have the same relationship with her that a bunch of fourteen-year-olds do with John Mulaney. (laughs) Yeah, they just—they have their whole idea of his, uh, uh, of his personality from one 
gift set on Tumblr, <laughs> which to be clear, I should clarify the same parasocial relationship they have with yes. John Mulaney. I'm not saying John oh, yeah. Mulaney has a relationship with 14 year olds. Uh, they just think they have and a parasocial relationship And I do have a parasocial him. relationship with Jennifer Morrison from that. If it was like she's cheating on her husband or whatever person she's married to, I would definitely take it personally because of those gift sets. I yeah, would be you'd like, be like, this is uh, like what... All she ever talks like, about is how much she loves the, the uh, Regina... Yeah, the witch the lady. Yeah. yeah, the evil queen. I mean, like, how excuse could she do me? This to she's me? like vaguely lesbian. Yeah, she made her whole career on being liking this uh, witch lady. How can she her do this? Her entire now? career is Sebastian Stan as the Mad Hatter attacking her. <laughs> uh, the, the people that show up at Once Upon a Time truly unbelievable list of names. Yeah. Um, not not the topic here, but <laughs> look. We never get off topic here. So get 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 yourself in line. Um yeah, House has really taken oh House has really taken to uh using his cane as a weapon a lot more recently. Yes. Um that's that's been more than ever. Uh it's there's a scene where like so he starts choking, you know, through house stuff, patient choking. Yep. Um this made me think. Uh, cause the, you know, all the like patient dying machine beeps are going off that you always hear, which while this happened, literally as this scene started, um, Liz was, uh, cooking up some burgers on the stove and our fire alarm started going off. Oh. So yeah, that was fun. Um, and, uh, it's very sensitive. Um, Liz wasn't, yeah, Liz so was mine. doing a good job. It's the fire alarm's fault. I just want to make that clear. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, yeah, I, I just always I saw that and I just thought for the first time, like the doctors know it's a serious situation. This just feels like it makes it more stressful. I feel like it it mm-hmm. should be like a calm robot voice going, the patient's vitals need attending to. The patient's vitals need attending to. And they could be like, good, I don't have to deal with this like beeping. I know it's I know. a problem. It's so hard to do things when there's beeping. I know, right? <laughs> up on the good doctor i feel like he would be like i can't work with this yeah i feel like the autism mostly affects his voice on the good doctor so (laughs) every time that i see an ad for that show and he's still doing the voice i'm like how did no one stop this it's that same voice people will do for like any disabled character like even if they're like blind they're just like well this is the disabled person voice and it's like no one (laughs) sounds like that I saw someone because there was a I tweet. I think the, oh, the lawyer one isn't even autistic. Like, I think the, the spinoff where it's a lawyer, I don't think she even has autism. The bad lawyer? I don't know what her deal is, but <laughs> no, there's a good lawyer now. Oh, I don't okay. know what her deal wow. is, but. She's uh, an otaku. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they, I saw, I saw someone, there's a tweet going around that has Jeremy Allen White uh, in, yeah, yeah in the, uh the bear where they like used ai to make his eyes very creepily look straight at the camera through his whole like you know monologue and people were like this is creepy and messed up and of course you have the sort of like this response you always get on twitter uh where anything anyone says is bad no offense lots not trying to disrespect anyone who has uh i am neuroatypical in a different way but uh 
you know, not trying to disrespect anyone who has any kind of disabilities or anything, but this is like such a common thing uh, where someone just has to respond anytime someone's bad. Someone will be like, look, this is uh, uh, polluting the water. And someone would be like, well, actually, my self-care uh, with my condition <laughs> is polluting water. So so someone like responded and was like, um, yeah, that does look creepy, but. I have autism. This would be so helpful in Zoom meetings. And I didn't respond to them. But I wanted to be like, here's a tip that, you know, if you aren't as socially aware, you might not be aware of. Don't use this and look like you have weirdo <laughs> blade Wesley Snipe when he didn't want to open his eyes eyes in your Zoom I did. Meetings. I did look it up, by the way. And the good lawyer has OCD. Okay, that's fun. I'm on board with this franchise now. If they just like keep doing stuff, just being like the good librarian only has one arm, like yeah, just what's next? What's next? Uh, Um, While her symptoms take a toll on her personal and professional life, her attention to detail allows her to see cases through a different lens. So amazing stuff. What I like about that is that's just Monk. Like yeah, that is. We have that. The good detective. We already did the good detective. <laughs> like, that literally is just Monk. So, uh, but anyway, I do like that the good, the, the second good universe, because obviously you have the good wife good universe. Right. Um, yeah. And then good, good uh, you have the good too. place, which is completely unrelated. And then now the good doctor and good lawyer have their own universe, which is what if professionals had disabilities? Yeah. Blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. I can't wait to see what they come up with next. Yes. I'm thinking, you know, uh, maybe the good teacher, maybe the good professor has, like, some kind of, you know, auditory processing disorder. I don't know. <laughs> I think the good firefighter should be a compulsive arsonist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he understands how the fire thinks. Oh, very good. I mean, that's just Hannibal. <laughs> like, yeah, I got Hannibal the fireman. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I kind of like. I I haven't seen the Good Lawyer. Obviously, um, it would be I don't funny think if the she's Good Lawyer the has good... existed. I think that's just a pilot. But the okay. they did a, they did a backdoor pilot where the Good Lawyer oh, is okay. on the Good Doctor. Yeah, I think it'd be funny if the Good Lawyer was like. Uh, Exxon's in-house counsel or something. And it's just like, no, we didn't mean like ethically good. We meant she's good at her job. And she does like, she appears in videos for Exxon being like, you know, you can be neurodivergent and work at Exxon. It's a great place to be. Well, well the other thing about the good lawyer is that um, uh, Felicity Huffman is on it. So. <laughs> oh, wow. She's back. At, she's out of uh Jail. Yeah. I was gonna say acting jail, but First literal of all, jail. She's out of actress jail, but she's also out of jail jail. Yeah. <laughs> Have you heard of jail? It's like actors jail, but for real crimes instead of being in she bad did movies. Go to real jail. <laughs> she went to jail for two weeks. Um, uh, two weeks in jail. Uh, very sad. And she is. She's now back, and she is the mentor of the good lawyer. I so as having not seen it, obviously, I don't know. Maybe it's fine. But hearing the description, I kind of hate it because the thing about Monk is that his OCD is something he has to overcome. I don't think they ever treat it as like a superpower. He's just a good mm-hmm. detective who happens yeah. to have OCD. It's not like, oh, Monk, yeah. your OCD made you notice this. It's just like he's a good detective, <laughs> and his OCD is not a- what OCD is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It's it's a problem he has to overcome. It's not like he's like, you know, oh, sorry, I was, uh, you know, compulsively Googling a news article 
about whether you can uh, catch a bacterial meningitis from using a public <laughs> toilet seat. And I had to find at least 10 different articles that reassured me it didn't because I saw one that said it happened once. So I had to look up some others. And while I was doing that, I uh, saw you sneaking off with your wife's body or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I don't really think of OCD as being something they, they call it attention to detail. And like, I don't have OCD. I don't want to speak too much, you know, but I don't give it, I don't get the sense that OCD helps you notice details. I get the sense it's much more likely to make distract. you not notice details. <laughs> uh, as someone who probably has it, um, <laughs> I am, yeah, I, uh, as a, someone who is married to a psychiatrist who is you know not allowed to be my doctor and would not want to correctly yes. anyway uh is pretty convinced and i have looked up stuff about it and i was like oh that's what this <laughs> yeah. is um yes. so i am gonna go and say that uh no it's not helpful at all <laughs> it is only bad it's not uh you know but i just feel like even if it was going to be your superpower noticing details of the things you're not fixated on would not be how it would help yeah and that isn't what happens like it's just no. it's literally <laughs> would just be like you know oh how, like it's what happens in monk we already have monk it's <laughs> we, have monk. Again, we have monk i feel like could they not come up with another thing like couldn't she have adhd like yeah <laughs> that'd be, that'd be good. i'm trying yeah now i try to think of uh, all the sorts of things. That's just if you go, she think, just has borderline or like I think the good the good dentist has ADHD and is always like tapping the dental instruments against the teeth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do have ADHD, so I can say that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The good mortician just has a narcissistic personality disorder. And it's just <laughs> like, oh, so you care about this your like dead uncle, but like I'm alive. And you don't care about me. And they're like, how much will it cost? We just tell us. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so we we we're uh we should we should uh buckle down and uh, get through these last bits. Sure. But um yeah, the uh there's something where house is like if you don't because he, he goes back and forth about stalling Cuddy or giving Cuddy more money just to keep her there. Um and he says, like, do what I say or I'll tell everyone you wear a toenail polish, which is weird because either he does and then like, <laughs> OK, or he doesn't. And then were people just going to be like, yeah, house. Yeah. Uh, I think it's supposed to be that he does and he truly thinks it's his like dark secret, <laughs> which I guess like. That's now, not what I thought. Now that he's like been caught by his wife cheating a bunch of times and is split up, I guess he has limited dark secrets left. It's like yeah, <laughs> that's true. Nail polish. Thing that's now. my last dark secret. <laughs> I, I took it as he doesn't, but everyone would believe House if he said he did. <laughs> yeah, everyone like, knows House. If if House comes up to you and says Wilson wears toenail polish, would you believe him? Well, yeah, because he's the one who's been sucking his toes, so everyone knows. Well, Exactly. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I fully believe that House could convince everyone that Wilson wears toenail polish. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know what, that's a good point. Um, they have also, uh, Foreman is like, they're asking Foreman, like, so when that old woman died, was she in a lot of pain? And instead of saying, uh, no, <laughs> Foreman's like, yeah, I was there. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> 
have like the worst fucking time. Like their very first scene, they're Literally like, horrible. is their son going to be okay? And House is just like, I don't know, as he leaves the room. <laughs> yeah, I. it's also like, I don't know. They just, they do seem to accept, I guess it's going so badly that they kind of just accept pretty quickly that their son's probably going to die, which... Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know how a real yeah, person. I mean, weird. I'm sure I real people like handle that. Don't in acknowledge ways. enough that like an hour ago they thought it was like just diarrhea. Like this is all like happening super quick. I yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, it's nobody is their point person. Like House <laughs> kind of refuses to be their point person. Yeah. And like yeah, they just does a little bit different like... beautiful people who are just like, oh, I have the Oscars <laughs> later, but uh, your son's dying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, the hospital is, like, portrayed as being, except for the one moment when there's the code blue and, like, 50 randos come running. The hospital is, like, deserted, which I don't think is... Yeah, it's this super weird situation that we've never seen on House, even though, like, patients are kept overnight, but, like, in this... Right, hospitals are open at night. six, we have to lock everything up. It's so weird. They do that all the time. Though, how it's is there one thing that like the little coffee shop is closed. Like I get that, but like there's nobody there. Where are the other fucking patients? There's just, there's patients look, at have night. Work life balance, okay? Yeah, they just look at the defibrillator <laughs> and they're like, oh shoot, this thing shuts off at six. Doesn't come on again until nine a.m. tomorrow. Like this child is the only person in whatever city they're in, which I do not remember. That <laughs> thank you. This child is the only person in Princeton that's gotten sick at night ever. Yeah. Night sick. <laughs> uh, also, yeah. The um, so they the house manages to get this little bit of tumor out of his heart. Right, as Cuddy's like, "You're off the case, house. Turn in your gun and your badge." And uh, <laughs> they do this thing, which feels comical to me, where they're like, "We only have enough tumor to test <laughs> for so three, fucking good. three diseases. They do like that Mickey Mouse cartoon where yes. they're like homeless and they cut the bean in three pieces <laughs> with the tumor. Um, and they're like trying to discover what it is. They do some tests um, on this little... It reminded me of that like riddle where you have like <laughs> this number of coins and a scale, but you can only weigh three times and you have to weigh three times to figure out what all of the coins weigh yeah. or something like yeah. that. This fucking we can only do three tests on the tumor thing it's just one of those things where i'm like i know if i thought about it for like five seconds it like wouldn't be a good plot point but it moves along so fucking well in the episode that i'm like sure yeah. this is great tv my mind is just going three tests on the tumor to the coin tune of to the tune of three coins in the fountain <laughs> <laughs> just imagine dean martin like humming three tests on the tumor <laughs> Mine's doing the Aladdin three tests ahead of the tumor. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, they do. Uh, they cut it up. They do the tests. Uh, this would have been a great. They. I don't think they never pull the trigger on House discovers a new disease. I think that would have been a fun thing for them to do, especially when they get to the point where they're like, I don't know, man. House is having his seventh Fantasia. <laughs> drug fantasia and he's in jail for the second I time think it's like, if they had done that in season two people would have been like okay well fuck you like that okay fine cool. you're bad especially your in this episode point. where like in this episode where like it's all about the race against the clock and whatever and it's not like an episode where he's like doing science like i think this would have been a better episode if it wasn't the same disease 
I I think that that maybe we should share that for the final analysis. But I think it would have been better if it turns out it was a different disease. Instead, I wrote literally like it wouldn't be ever a different disease. I assumed he was going to have to like exhume her body or something. Well, that's the thing. We can never find yes. out what Esther had. So it's entirely possible Esther never even had Erdheim Chester's yeah, that's disease. True. And like the kid just happened to also have it. So yeah. like uh, unclear. It's also possible. But yeah, there is this possibility where they find out the kid and Esther had the same thing, but it's still not Erdheim Chester's disease. Yeah. But they would have had to have some kind of sample from the dead lady. Um, yeah, I would have loved way, a grave robbing like, scene. This is not going to come up at any other time. So just the, my favorite thing about that episode was the foley on the whiteboard scenes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so intense. Like clearly, whoever did it like went on to a great career in ASMR because it's just like squeak. <laughs> House should really be more gentle with his markers. Those are going to dry out too fast. Yeah. He's not even going that hard. They just go really hard on the sound effects. <laughs> like good, the good roadie has yeah. a tinnitus. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the sound of metal. So yeah. Um. So that anyway, Wilson House is like looking and brooding, and it's like ah, there's nothing we can do. And Wilson comes out, and he's like, "I won the tournament." I was hiding these aces all the time and I bluffed him and I bluffed him like I had bad cards. I got so really excited putting... in this scene because he was like this guy named Berman, but it sounded like Burnham. I got so happy. I was oh. like, whoa, but then I turned the captions on. Oh. <laughs> Lenny, have you heard of there is a Bo there Burnham? Was a... <laughs> I have. And when you know when eighth grade came out, my uh, like my aunts and uncles were like, "I've never heard of this Bo Burnham guy." Like, like he was fake. Or something. <laughs> there's um, there's there's a Bernstein who's a producer on Breaking Bad, um, who is no relation. So we're always noticing her. But then I noticed there was an, there's a new one out there who is a producer on Poker Face. So so nice. we're really all over the place. And then obviously there's. There's Leonard Bernstein, who spells it the same way as me, but does not pronounce it the same way. So yeah, his loss. He's, he's sort of an enemy. <laughs> people will ask me if I'm related to Bo Burnham, and I always like to want to be like, I think I would be doing better if I was yeah. Bo like, Burnham's right, like, brother. Would I be at the open mic? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Because I do get a lot of I do get a lot of Leonard Bernstein, and I'm like, you don't think Leonard Bernstein would do better for me? <laughs> uh. I also in this scene because he does the classic thing where Wilson says something and House seizes on it. Where, but I love it. I want him to go because Wilson goes. I had pocket aces the whole time, nailed his ass, and then House goes, "Huh, pocket aces." By which he goes, "Huh, nailed his ass," and then it's like. They, By the way, kid had a nail up his ass. Pet peeves. Um, my my dad's a semi-professional poker player, so I think about poker too much. But like, oh, wow. uh, I hate that. Like when they want to show someone being good at poker, it's always just that they get a really good hand, and it's like, yeah, great strategy. Just have a <laughs> have a great hand. Yeah. Okay, so have this is like fun. I can actually. Great. I can bring this up with you, which is also then they play poker with two people at the end of the episode, and like, I mean, maybe you disagree, but I feel like you can't really play poker with two people. <laughs> I feel like with House and Wilson, it would work because they're so weird about it. Yeah. I, I just feel like all the time on TV, they're always showing like when two people play cards, they always go for poker. And I'm like, that's the worst card game to play with two people. Like, Yeah. They uh... like show people playing a hand of speed or something like that. Like, go, go real summer camp with it. Like, I will say in Wilson's defense, 
uh, of him explaining, he did say not only did he have the pocket aces, but to win, he had to convince the guy that he didn't have good cards. And the guy put in all his money, and then he uh, won. And, and then House says the disease lied, which is yeah. like why even yeah. have to test that? Like, House, so yeah, good. everybody <laughs> and everything lies. Um, so they heal him or not? I mean, they 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 restore. Uh, he blinks, so he can his, blink. Yeah. So all right, one step at a time. Um, and the, yeah, they're playing at the end, and House, for some reason, is like, you know, the barnacle has the largest penis proportionally of any animal. Well, it's That's because so at the good. beginning, he was talking about gorilla balls. Oh, okay. Good, good, good call. Balls. Yes, good point. Good point. Okay, yeah. fair See, enough. So this it was, was where it gets so fucking good, because every scene just, like, ends on House and Wilson being cute. Yeah, I was including this in my sexual harassment category, because he's, like, weird about Cameron looking hot. And he's weird about Cuddy, but he's also, and he's weird about Chase, obviously, but he yeah. also keeps talking about animal genitalia to Wilson. And in my opinion, <laughs> that counts as sexual harassment. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, sorry, I was curious if that was true. And it says barnacle penises are eight times as long as their bodies. And it's like, yes. all right, so not actually the bit now. Uh, and then it, I saw this other headline from National Geographic that says, Poorly endowed barnacles overthrow 150-year-old belief. And I assume it's a belief related to the barnacles, but I would love if it turned out like these barnacles destroyed Mormonism or whatever. These little penis, these small dick barnacles have disproved Mormonism conclusively. Also, these barnacles... Poorly endowed barnacles just made me think of that. I think you should leave sketch. And I just they were like, yeah. "Oh, our barnacles won't threaten you. Their their penises are only <laughs> one eighth as big as." I love the idea that these barnacles are incels, so they had to turn to like mathematics or something like that to like get girl barnacles or get <laughs> I don't know. Um, like they're that's why it's the poorly endowed barnacles who are overthrowing beliefs because the the well-endowed barnacles are just fucking all the time. Yeah, the poorly endowed barnacles are like, mm, actually, you know, yeah. uh, it's really not uh, penis size. It's uh, more of a, you know, it's the barnacle of the ocean. Yeah, barnacles are just like, well, you know, if you do uh, barnacle cunnilingus first, and uh, <laughs> just um, the poorly endowed barnacles found the G spot. That was the hundred-year-old belief. Yeah, but they the only found the barnacle. People they only like, found the barnacle G-spot. So the thing is, the well-endowed barnacles just assume the fact that they don't, they don't have to do any work because they're like, yeah, look, yeah. I have a penis eight times my body. The poorly endowed barnacles <laughs> make sure that their barnacle partner comes first. And then they, you know, and they making sure everyone has a good time. So, you know, hey, why don't you think about that, uh, scientists? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the article also said that those barnacles live on blue whale faces which has got to be weird to just be like oh man i feel all these barnacle dicks on my face i feel like you're on the face and like i guess presumably like the penises are like furled most of the time so like you're flying along you have your normal little like cute little marie antoinette like beauty spots that are barnacles and then suddenly like another barnacle goes by and they all just unfurl the dicks and you just have something have, like a face full of dicks ah yeah <laughs> If it's if it's eight times their body, it's you mostly have barnacle penis on your face. 
more so well, than right, you do. But if the penis is like rolled up all yeah, the time, yeah. then you don't yeah, yeah. until suddenly you really do. <laughs> so, okay. Are we, should we move? We, we should be, uh, I think we should be wrapping up um, unless we have anything else specifically within yeah, the episode. Rachel, to say. We'll do you have anything else it. about the episode that you definitely wanted to get to? I feel like I, I got to my my things. Uh, I was I was fascinated by the depiction of medicine <laughs> as it was in in two thousand. What was it? Two thousand six was the episode. Yeah, there. that sounds right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, beautiful stuff. Beautiful stuff. Um. And uh, did you want to? Uh dig into the shipping report lenny yeah i mean i didn't have a bunch of specific stuff obviously just like incredible episode where someone was like yeah house and wilson should look great for once uh and just be doing cute cute little bits the entire episode and we should end on them laughing about penises uh while some nice music play um so i won't go into the whole um uh into the whole you know trivia trivia which we sometimes do because that'd take a while but i will say just a few highlights from the wiki page real quick uh one goof in this episode when house pulls out esther doyle's fire it is labeled e-s-t-e-r doyle however when he writes her name he includes an h however his house is i noticed that yeah <laughs> wow well hey maybe you should have written for this wiki um <laughs> i did notice it it must be profitable or else why are there so many ads constantly popping up all the time? Um, however, as house is traditionally terrible with patient relationships and frequently forgets their names, this could be a deliberate choice. And it's like, yeah, so maybe it's not. Uh, there is a TiVo screenshot. If you're wondering how long this goof has been up oh, there. there, we go. That someone yeah. paused their TiVo and took a picture wow. of this. Um, zebra factor. This is one of the rare 10 out of 10s. Erdheim Chester is an amazingly rare disease. I like that this I like that this point. However, it doesn't present as it does in the episode. Although oh. it's usually fatal, it is a chronic disease, not acute. Besides, it's treatable but not curable. And it's like, oh, so they might as well have made up a disease. <laughs> yes. It's just like uh, I did also I had one other Carter Page fact from his IMDB, if I oh, can jump yeah. in with that, which is that he celebrated his birthday on the set during the episode. And, uh, his parents claim that people on set compared him to a young Ron Howard, but I don't know if that's true. <laughs> These parents were like, I credit to them, I guess. They were, you can't say they didn't try to sell this kid to Hollywood. They really tried to make it happen, and... That kid did not have the juice. These kids, <laughs> these parents were so desperate to get their kid. I was about to make a dark joke. Whatever. <laughs> I will. They're just going up. They're like, uh, hey, Mr. Singer, uh, you know, we Ooh. really want our kid to be. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, they actually gave their kid Erdheim Chester disease. That's my, my slightly <laughs> less. <laughs> That's a better one because it's more fun and doesn't imply. The parents didn't succeed. Even even Brian Singer was like, these parents are coming down too strong. This is a sad <laughs> Um <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe they were honestly, he was the there FBI. once. We know he's associated with the FBI. Maybe this all was a setup. They had him undercover as on a house episode. Trying to catch <laughs> a, finger, like, 
This is a sting on Brian Singer. That's why it's so detailed on IMDb because they had to make it look real. Yeah. (laughs) They need a backstory. Did you know this kid was in uh, Miracle on 36th Street, the straight to TV (laughs) sequel to Miracle on 37th Street? Uh, You can't watch it. This is olden times. There's no way. You can't check that. Um, The major events. Wilson eventually wins the oncology benefit poker tournament. Yeah. yeah I, the rest of the season, they are just cruising off of that. That's. Yeah, I did also, I did also look at the IMDb trivia. Sorry to jump in one more time. And uh, it said that this is one of the few times that house is genuinely happy for Wilson when he says he won the poker uh-huh. tournament. Uh-huh. <laughs> and like, doesn't make a snarky comment. And I was like, I don't know that that's like true. Like he's not that excited about it. The, but, uh, yeah, that's that's extreme shipper goggles, which you don't need because it's already yes. a cute and sexy scene. Yes. Um. So the the other thing is, no, I will say for once, possibly the only time I've seen this, the wiki section on the title has two. And only two interpretations, both of which I think are correct. Okay. Normally, they'll be like, and it's all in, which means this and that. And all in because all of the doctors were in a room together or whatever. They <laughs> add like five different things that clearly aren't it. This one, I think they're they're correct. It's about uh, House is all in on solving the patient his obsession. And it's, of course, a poker all yeah. in. Fair That's- enough. All in and, they and it's a poker episode in, is like one of every... the titles that procedurals are required to do at some point. Yeah. They do go all in on pretty much every bat every bet on the poker tournament. <laughs> like yeah, they're just... literally constantly None going of them all in. Should be, have lasted in that tournament. They're doing it no. way too much. <laughs> like, Whoa, I've got a seven, I'm all in. <laughs> every time someone goes all in, they win, I guess. <laughs> or they just keep buying more chips, which is possible. Okay. Yeah. I guess it's a charity event. Funny. So they're like, no, it's right. It's better for those kids with scoliosis if I just keep going all in. That's very funny because it's a hospital fundraiser and the doctors keep buying chips, which is like, that's that's your own salary. Like, yeah. you're literally robbing yourself right now. The, okay. So that is, uh, I think that's been our episode. Do we want to give it a me. review? Unless we have yeah, anything else about to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we do it on a scale of one to five Vicodin. Um, I, uh, hmm, I think the poker stuff is goofy and fun. It's really stupid, but it's fun. Um, the I feel like this is another one where they had an interesting concept for an episode, and I think they just kind of bungle it. Like I don't think. This feels like I I think there should be more done with the fact that it's like House has this obsession. Like he turns out to be correct as far as we know. And also he's still doing his best to solve the case so that almost doesn't matter so much. Um, And I don't know. We all know the kid sucks or else he would have become famous. Um <laughs> No offense, Carter Page, if you're listening to this, uh, I hope you're enjoying <laughs> Not jail. The Trump one. <laughs> um, if the Trump one is listening to this, yeah, that'd be actually pretty cool. <laughs> uh, 
Is yeah, uh, two point. Mm. Mm. I would just like to say that if he's listening to this in jail, a uh, big house of house. <laughs> oh. Big house of house. Uh, two. I'm between two and two point five. Two point five. There's some fun stuff in it too. Wow. No, he's not in jail. Did you hold? Do you have it much higher, Lenny? Yeah, this one is a four point five for me. I feel like. Oh wow. Things. Okay. Yeah, I like they. They've got so much stuff going on. They have like an insane. We have to do three tests on a tumor thing. Everyone fucking looks great, and House and Wilson are constantly calling each other to cheat on poker badly. I feel like it's an it's an ideal House episode. See, this is, I guess, one of our biggest. This might be one of our biggest divergences. I feel like I like all the stuff you mentioned, but I don't like anything else in it. I just, I don't know. I feel like I I gave it two point five solely because of everything you said, and then I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the rest. Of it. Now it's up to you to decide. Uh... Wow. Well, I have zero other house episodes to rate this against. So I do feel like there's part of me that's like, I can't grade on a curve here. I need to just grade on pure quality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I would probably say, you know, around a three. It's a good network TV procedural episode. Not, uh, you know, the kind of all timer that made me want to like go watch every episode of House or anything. But uh I had fun watching it. I had fun talking about it with you guys. So I'll give it three. Great. Well, uh, it's time for plugs. What do you want, plug? I mean, you mentioned the podcast, but you can go into that uh, in slightly yeah, more detail uh, if you want. Sure. Well, we're on a semi-indefinite hiatus right now, but I have a podcast called The Channing Salon, where we watch every Channing Tatum movie and talk about genre, gender, and as we say, je ne sais quoi. Uh, so you can definitely check that out. We're in all the podcast spots. It's Channing Salon, like Tanning Salon. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Rachel underscore Shoshana, Rachel with six letters, Shoshana with eight letters, uh, and, uh, check me out and find out what I have to plug in the future. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can follow me on Twitter at Lenny Burnham, and you can look up my other podcast chapter surfing. If you want to hear me and a guest discuss a TV show based on a book. Uh, how many how many was that rachel with six letters sorry do listen to oh, i know i love how you said that it's such a riddle well because rachel there's two ways to spell it one way has six letters the way i spell it r-a-c-h-e-l and one way has seven like rachel ray um, and then Shoshana, oh my god oh my god okay okay and then sorry. shoshana i spell it with eight letters unlike quentin tarantino who spells it with nine letters because he puts an extra n in there so okay. <laughs> that makes a lot more sense um, so it's Rachel underscore Shoshana. Both of them spelled the, the simple way. <laughs> no, I thought you were saying, okay. Oh, that like my whole Twitter is like Rachel with six letters. <laughs> I thought for some reason I misheard you as oh, Rachel you. You just followed me. with six A's. And yeah. I was like, okay. And I'm like typing red and I get to six. And I I'm like, followed wait. you back. And now I'm like counting. Thank you. Now I'm like yeah. counting how many A's. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> okay. I, for some reason, I heard Rachel with six A's, and I'm like, Rachel. No, okay. Um, like no it's Rachel with six letters, like Rachel Berry or Rachel from Friends, not yeah. like Rachel Ray. Uh, and I'm Andrew Taven. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, it will be 
just in time for you to come to uh, the new, hopefully, monthly show I'm doing at Young Ethel's in Brooklyn. It's early, 5.30. Come. You can drink lots of drinks and then go have your Thirsty Thursday. Pre-game there, please. Uh, there are going to be great comedians. Me, Daniel Parafan, uh, friend of the show and former guest Allison Klemp, Rachel McCartney, uh, Nico Aid, and I think I'm forgetting something. Sorry if I did. Uh, no, I think <laughs> I named them all. Um, plus, there'll be trivia, game show stuff. You can win prizes. It will be uh, one of my first shows since I'm planning to start Lexapro. So, you know, maybe I will be relaxed. We'll see. <laughs> All um, asleep on stage is 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 what's going to happen. Just narcolepsy. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping not. That'd be a bummer. At least it's at yeah. 530. So good early on. Um, yeah. <laughs> although I have a show this Sunday night, which is going to be weeks ago by the time you're listening to this. Uh, yeah. That is at 830 in Upper West Side. So uh, hopefully I'm not too sleepy, sleepy. We'll see. <laughs> um, I've heard you can get sleepy at first. So I guess I'll power through that. Um <laughs> I get sleepy uh, anyway. Look out so. for look out for weird dreams. That's what I've heard what that. I, I don't yeah. love that. I mean, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> I've heard that, and it bothers me because I kind of think that dreaming's a bad bet, regardless. I don't like dreaming in general, so it was very. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't expecting it because no one warned me about that one. Okay. So that's the one that I always warn people about. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll see because I I think dreaming's a bad bet because like best case scenario you have a good dream and you feel bummed when you wake up. Worst case scenario mm -hmm. you have a nightmare and that sucks. So like <laughs> yep. just a bad bad uh do not buy Andrew Tate yep. stock tips on dreams <laughs> sell sell no buy. <laughs> Um, so instead I'm doubling down, but that's not the reason I'm doing it. I'm doing it despite that. So we'll see. All right. Uh, thank you for the warning though. I hope I, uh, it's not too weird, but I guess at the end of the day you wake up and then you, you keep going. So that's life. <laughs> yep. You wake up and you keep going. Wow. Profound. Yeah. And when you don't, that's death. So <laughs> that's pretty much, that sums up all of it really. Um, Anyway, uh, oh, Let and no Sam one snacks. say that house cannot inspire profound philosophy. Yeah. Oh, it absolutely <laughs> does. Um, the uh, yeah, so uh, and uh, at Andrew Taven on Twitter, andrewtaven.com for where I'm doing shows. Uh, check out soundcloud.com backslash s o u n d s n a c k z. And I'm also going to upload it to like a normal podcast platform. So look out for sound stacks <laughs> that I wrote with Casey Turgeson. Featuring great voices on normal podcast platforms, also. Um, but yeah, uh, Rachel, thank you so much. Um, thank you. And uh, this was great. Yeah, maybe you'll watch another house in the future and uh, join I'm us. I'm sure I will at some point. It's around. Yeah. So we, you know, we'll have you back uh, someday. There's a lot of these to go. Um, Excellent. And uh, if, we get, if we get Channing going again, we can uh, we can exchange. For sure. Hell yeah. Um, that'd be great. I. Uh, I haven't seen that many Channing Tatum movies now that I think about it. I saw, um, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a big blind spot in my uh, film canon. I um, I saw his cameo in that bad apocalypse. Uh, oh, this movie. is the end. Yeah. Yes. The um, there should be a better movie where Channing Tatum is Danny McBride's dog, in my opinion. I feel like there that be. was the best part of the movie, and that that uh, is yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, looks like it's up to you to write it. You know, I guess it is. I would I would never presume to write for Danny McBride, but I guess that's why I'm not a successful Hollywood screenwriter. Yeah. <laughs> well. 
I will. One of these days. Um, yeah, I'll <laughs> presume to left and back. Whatever. All right. Oh, there you go. All right. Uh, thank you so much. And thank uh, you. from all of us here at the House of House, have yourself a very pleasant